0: Welcome to Behind the Barrels, a podcast for and about the people that make ODOT a great place to work.
1: We're talking to men and women throughout the state from every walk of life to find out what makes them tick, both on and off the clock.
0: I'm Mike Lovins. And I'm Caroline Griffin. Now let's take a peek Behind Behind the the Barrels. barrels. Kathy, thank you very much for taking the time to, uh, to talk to us. Today and um, you know one of the things that I, I noticed from the feedback from the annual meeting was that some people weren't all that familiar with everybody that was up there and you're one of the the newest of the executive staff here if not the newest I'm, I'm
2: yeah I think, I that's, think right. So. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. yeah that's right
0: so I thought this would be a great opportunity for people to get to know you and um, other than just the the person that's in the office in the corner here
2: <laughs> that's great
0: so when did you start with ODOT
2: June 13th, I believe, was either my first day, official day, or my first day in the office. I can't remember. So it's not even been a year yet.
0: Okay. Uh, Where were you before ODOT?
2: So prior to coming to ODOT, I was the chief of staff at the Public Utilities Commission. And I started there on June 13th in (laughs) 2019. Um, And... So, three years at PUCO, um, I learned a great deal over there, got reacquainted with state government. I started my career in state government a long, long time ago, but I had been out for a little while. Um, prior to going to PUCO, I was a tenured faculty member at Ohio Northern University, so kind of in and out of government and can't figure out what I want to be when I grow up, I guess.
1: Well, what were you tenured faculty, faculty in?
2: So um, I taught a number of different things. I don't fit into an easy box because I kind of have experience all over the place. So I was actually in communication. Oh, okay. um, so I taught public relations and marketing, and um, but I did also teach some political communication. So some in the political science area. I also was the chair of the leadership studies minor, which is an interdisciplinary minor that the engineers and the pharmacy majors That's and the what business my minor majors. is. Is that right? <laughs> i leadership minor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so um, that was, so all of campus could take it. We structured it. Um, it was a great program. So I was the chair of that, that minor. So kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, we can tell, like right off the bat, Just talking to you, you're a very personable person. Um, Was there any kind of culture shift or anything like that moving into to ODOT, or were you able to just pick up with the personalities and all that right away?
2: Well, I kind of am used to picking up and moving around. It's been part of my was the original millennial, long before millennials were invented, (laughs) Um, where I've just ended up being one of those utility players that people can pick up and move and I can figure it out. Um, Yeah, there's always culture shift when you go from one organization to another. You know, PUCO is a highly technical organization. It's very small, um, but it regulates, you know, uh, 15 billion plus dollars worth of economic Um, activity and it was uh, at the time I was there it was under a lot of scrutiny as many probably know (laughs) Um, so it had its own version of pressure cooker Um, ODOT is also a technical organization but it's much bigger it's much more vast in terms of just number of employees and the reach um, that we have in every corner of the state and so there was a lot of um, learning I'm still doing it I mean All the acronyms and all the faces and all the different divisions. Oh, no, (laughs) I am nowhere near um, up to speed on all of the things that we do at ODOT. But it, it was also fascinating to me just how broad the reach is everything from the UAS Center to, you know bridge inspections and railroad and all the all of the things in between. So I've learned a great deal in the last, you know, nine months or so, and I expect I'll continue to learn more.
0: I'm sure.
1: So you were chief of staff at PUCO and now you're chief of staff here. So what's the difference and oh. uh, what are similarities? And, and tell us a little bit about that role in general.
2: Um, <clears throat> it's actually different. Um, each agency uses a chief of staff or an assistant director. They're kind of interchangeable terms within the state of Ohio. Um, it's different here, of course, because of our structure, but um, at the PUCO, it's a, it's a quasi-judicial organization and so you have the commissioners who are like the judges. They're the ones who hear cases and uh, preside over them and make decisions. Um, the agency also has a regulatory function and the commissioners cannot be involved in the regulatory function if they're gonna hear the case. Uh-huh. So I was in charge of more of the operational side of the agency, you know, HR and IT and the, the cases and the regulatory side and everything that led up to a case. Then it was turned over and the commissioners um, were in charge of all of that. So it's an interesting thing. They're all appointed um, by the governor and um, confirmed by the Senate. And so um, they're sort of the official governing body of the agency, but I'm appointed by the the governor as well to sort of run the day-to-day works. It's just a very different position. It was much more of an internal position, you know, I didn't do a lot of external activity over there. So when I come over here to ODOT, the expectation of this chief of staff is to be very external. Um, you know, mm-hmm. my areas that I'm responsible for are, you know, legislative and communication and um, legal, and then I get my hands dirty in everybody else's <laughs> everybody else's lane. Yeah. Um, but it's very um, I interface with the governor's office a lot and the legislature and you know the federal offices. So it's just interesting. It's a very different expectation. It took me a minute to get shifted to
0: I'm sure. sort of
2: understand yeah, it. Yeah,
0: shoot. Yeah, I, that's one thing I've noticed. You're uh, just like I'm in communications, but I've also been in IT. But there's also, there's a lot of cross, like yeah. I was also in finance for a little bit and I'm finding that some of my responsibilities involve stuff that I did in finance. Sure. For, but doing it for communication. And so, so it's it's kind of good to have a little bit of that uh, cross training in, in certain areas, yeah. just that knowledge.
2: Yeah, it's, it's infrastructure is infrastructure. So, you know, we do deal with utilities here at ODOT, and that gives me a little bit of something that I can be useful at, <laughs> you know? And, and, and of course, then at PUCO, we, we did deal with roads and bridges. So, so uh, you know, infrastructure in general, I find very fascinating. And so there's just a lot of crossover. And then, of course, I'll be between all the functions between HR and communication. And, you know, who's talking about internal, right? right. Well, some of it's part of HR, some of it's part of communication. We, so there's a lot of interdependencies within the agency that makes sense. So I, I end up, kind of stepping in everybody's lane once or twice a day, probably. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. You say that. Say that. Right. You say
1: that, because right. I'm not stepping right. in your lane here. That's yeah. all right. You can come over anytime. My lane's open.
0: <laughs> Just use your turn signal.
2: That's right. Uh, <laughs> and don't talk on your cell phone. That's there right. you go. Right.
0: Um, so what do you like to do outside Damn. of ODOT? This is the fun part. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, well, one of my hobbies is teaching um I loved teaching I had I've been an adjunct faculty member since 2000 so a really long time so I do still teach part-time at Ohio State in the John Glenn School. Um, and so that's fun to me I know like working doesn't sound like it's fun to everybody but, but teaching is different to me it's not yeah. work and so I really enjoy that. Um, I love reading I have a lot of a lot of interest my bookshelves are loaded with from one thing to the next. Same thing with music. If you listen to my podcast, you try to figure out what is wrong with this person because it's all over the place. Um, I like physical activity. So I like to be at the gym. I like to be outside. I've got pets at home that are very important to me. Um, and just, you know, friends and family and, and lots of different things that I that I enjoy doing. I, I, I always have one new idea. I recently played pickleball. Ah, <laughs> I made fun of everybody in the world who played pickleball. I'm like, that's for old people. And then I sweat. I, it. I was exhausted. I was sweating and I was exhausted. So now I'm finding that I love this idea of pickleball. So that's my next thing to pick up. So, yeah. That's so fun. I love that you have a lot of different eclectic hobbies because
1: it keeps life interesting, right? Yeah, that's right. So, okay, let's dive a little deeper on that. What's your
2: favorite thing to teach? Oh, wow. I don't know that I have a favorite thing to teach. I've taught everything. So just at Ohio State alone, I've taught admin law. I've taught leadership and management in the public sector. I've taught crisis communication. Um and so I I'm open and that's also an interesting thing because whenever I get to teach a new class, I have to learn new things. I learn from the students because I usually teach at the masters level, not always, but I teach and so I students teach me things all the time. And so it's a, it's been really interesting. I have taught classes from one end to the other. People are like, you just can't figure out where you belong, do you? <laughs> like, no, I'm a utility player. You can pick me up, put me anywhere. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's been very fun and I'd like to learn new things too. So whatever I get a chance to do, I try to pick up if That's I can. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I want to back up just a little bit. You mentioned something about your podcast. Are you, did you, were you saying that you have a podcast or just the podcast that you listen to people might? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are some of your favorite yeah. podcasts?
2: Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pick your top three. <laughs> oh, I don't. I can't even. Well, okay. So. I was going to so, say,
0: are you like a true crime? Yeah. Like what's the subject No, 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 no,
2: I don't do any of that. Uh, most of my stuff is, um, is, uh, so I have a handful of faith-based Podcasts that I listen to that I like a great deal, but then I like histories and politics. So I've got Wall Street Journal I've got um, I've got the New Yorker radio hour. I've got NPR on here. I've got um, a, a Political one called hacks on tap. It's by it's by two former high-profile um, political folks in the national sector and they're really funny and they're very smart one on uh human um development and performance Mm. one on psychology one on explaining the universe i have fast been become fascinated with quantum physics and
0: so are you like the director do you like star trek
2: oh yes (laughs) i am i am totally a trekkie i like star wars too so I, i don't i don't discriminate but yeah i um I'm deep into the new Picard series. Yes. Yeah. so Yeah, so I've got the, everything. Old school, next gen, Deep Space Nine, you name it. I've, I've done them Have all. Have you watched also. the cartoon? The, no. The, the Lower Decks? Huh. It is oh, hilarious. Yeah, it's, I it's, love it's kind, kind of a
0: tongue-in-cheek uh, thing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a Star Wars junkie. Yeah. But in the '90s, when there was no new Star Wars yeah, other than some Star books,
2: <laughs> Next Generation
0: came yeah. out, and yeah. I became a devout uh, yeah. Star Trek watcher. Um, loved all the movies and stuff. Uh, the '60s series never really grabbed me, but Next Gen yeah. generation on, um, yeah. So, so I get that. So, yeah, I'm I'm fully invested in, in Picard right now as well. Yeah,
2: I'm in. I'm halfway through season two. Um, but well, I'm also a great big threes. Harry Potter fan. Ooh, so ye- any of you Harry Potter folks out there, I am very invested. In What's Harry your Potter. house? I'm a Gryffindor.
1: I'm a Hufflepuff. Do you know what you
0: are? Uh, I'm a... He's a Mike. I'm a Zip Zap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. This is a big deal. That fandom escaped me, but...
2: Uh, oh, that's just unfortunate. You,
0: <laughs> know, you know what? Harry Potter is just uh, is just Star Wars with a wand.
2: Yeah, all right. Um, kind of. You know, you, kind of. It's you, all the good you, versus you, you evil, the heroes, the, the, yeah. The
0: chosen kid who was raised by yeah. his aunt and uncle and saved by a mysterious old yeah. man.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, you got I mean, yeah, there are certain times when you just blow my mind. And just did it. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.
2: Okay. No, I, I yeah, I'm a big and part of the reason I love Harry Potter is because, of course, I read them to my boys, and it was yeah. the one thing we could have in common during that mm-hmm. time of their lives. And so, it's you know, it's it's very much, very much still a part of my house. Mm-hmm. I have it on my walls. It's part of my life. So yeah, I, awesome.
0: can, I can respect that. Though.
2: Yeah, same.
0: I can respect. We're that.
2: big nerds.
1: We can figure it out.
0: <laughs> so so that might be something that people would be surprised to hear, but what's, what's one of the biggest things that people might be surprised to know about Kathy Fleck?
2: I, I can't even start. (laughs) Um, you know, I I will say this, what, what you see is what you get. You always know where you stand with me. And I'm very honest and open, um, to a fault. Sometimes people (laughs) are wishing I weren't. (laughs) Um, but I always felt that that was the kindest thing. I don't, I don't pull my punches. I don't, I don't try to um, make people guess about anything. So I usually will flat out tell you, um, what are some surprising things about me? Gosh, I can't even, cause I tell you everything. So I don't, I can't even think about it. Um, I was an army ROTC when I was in college. When, oh, cool! In general people, um, I did not formally go into the military for a variety of reasons, but, but when I, oh, I'll tell you another one. So <laughs> what I went to college for was to do, um, Monday Night Football I wanted to do play-by-play and color commentary but of course they didn't let females do that at that time and well wait for it they still don't Uh Um, you know you can be Vice President of the United States and do that but you can't call the NFL play-by-play so yeah that's what I wanted to do and then I you know they wouldn't let me do it and I didn't want to be relegated to the sideline, asking the coach when he was, you know, down fifty-three to nothing, how he felt about it. Oh God! So I decided to switch um, games and went into politics. It's the same game, just a different uniform. Uh, so, so yeah. So I loved government politics as well. I, I when I was in second grade, I listened and watched the Watergate hearings, and that sort of hooked me into this this idea that government was a noble calling. It was very important. And from that point on, I was sort of hooked. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's but awesome. my dad was a football coach. That's how. I, that's how. Uh,
1: that's how the whole football thing started. I'm devastated to hear that you still cannot, as a woman, be a well. You can. College. There's no law. Yeah, they no, no, just, no, 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 no. It's but it's a precedent that like they they have never had one, and you kind of get.
2: Lots of, of the they've had referees, and now we have some coaches. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah, in friends. in the area, but 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 not yet in the booth. Soon, so it's the next break. I right. did hmm, see. There's I'm a, not feeling that.
0: <laughs> I I saw that there was a college. I don't. I can't remember which one, but um, they have a woman now on their baseball team. Uh, really? I, I think I we've
2: had women kick in the NFL. I believe in, in professional, okay. certainly in college. Um, so yeah, there's been a little bit there, but.
0: But just not in the booth. Not, yeah, <laughs> no, that's
2: very interesting because not enough
0: barriers that. coming down.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they want former players. I mean, I, that's what gets ratings. They've got their own followings. They're very good at it mm-hmm. for the most part. So I understand it, but it's you know it's frustrating. it's frustrating yeah yeah so is that your
1: favorite sport uh, or and what do you like to play so i know you said you're active in the gym you're active outside so
2: what's your favorite sport to watch and what's your favorite activity to do you know it's interesting i love football as a concept but when i became a professor and i started seeing the devastating effects that it did to my students and you know those the students were my kids age and it just it made a very very uh big impact on me so i have a hard time um watching games because I'm constantly wanting to root for them because I love the game. And then I see the hits and it just, it just, I, Mm am just, then I'm miserable and I don't want, it's just a very, I have a very love hate relationship with the sport, you know, at this point in time because they're they're kids, Mm -hmm. they're great, big kids, but they're still kids, you know, and that's just, I've just seen a lot of, a lot of long term lifelong injuries and devastation that's happened from playing that sport, you know, all in the hopes of being able to go pro and make a living out of it. And that's just very hard. So, not to put damper on football, but that's how I live <laughs> sure, sure, in my sure, football sure, world. Yeah. So I love watching. But I, I love almost all sports. I played um, softball um, from the time I was very young um, all the way through. I played tennis. I you know I was in gymnastics very young. Um, so I, I like being active and doing, doing things, hiking and biking and all of those things. But I like watching most sports. I, I, I think that golf is better watched in person because the only way to watch golf at home is if you need to take a nap.
0: <laughs> like it is the
2: thing yeah. that'll make me sleep um, and baseball on TV is horrible but baseball in the, in, the in person is, in person is great yes, right yes. Um, so it just kind of it kind of depends but yeah. um, I got to go to the Rose Bowl a couple years ago oh, when, when the Buckeyes were in the Rose Bowl oh my gosh that was a lifelong thing so that was very fun I was like what? yeah so that was fun that's awesome yeah
0: awesome so a, a question that uh, we, we, we sometimes ask, uh, especially if we're visiting somebody out in, out in the district because oh, yeah. uh, we like to know what people enjoy eating out in the other areas of, of Ohio, but what is your favorite restaurant?
2: Oh my. Well, anybody that knows me knows I don't miss meals. <laughs> so I always look forward, I always look forward to where I'm gonna eat and what I'm gonna eat. Um, I will tell you, I grew up in Hancock County, grew up in Finley, Ohio. And so um, whenever I go home, we always have Jack and Doe's pizza, which is to me like the best pizza on the planet. If you guys were to eat it, you might be like, huh. You
0: know, it's funny because everybody has a favorite pizza place from where they grew up or where they live and nobody's pizza can beat it.
2: Right. That's right. (laughs) And when you and when somebody else goes, you're like this. This yeah. what you've been raving up, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, in Finley, there's Dietz's ice cream. So, you know, there's lots of, you know, lots of hometown stuff that, you know, if you had to boil it down, it yeah. would probably be my favorites. yeah gotcha. But, but I'm, I am a very picky eater, but I like to try new restaurants. So um, I haven't made my way around because since I've been back in Columbus, you know, COVID hit and I was only back for a short period of time. And then it, I've just been so busy. So I haven't gotten back out to see all the great new stuff. So, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned
1: that you've listened to a lot of different music, too. So Mike and I are music advocates. Uh, What is your favorite type of music to listen to? Do you play any instruments? Anything Um, like that?
2: Yeah, I used to sing back in the day, um, and now I sing at church in... The audience. <laughs> I don't <laughs> sing on stage anymore, um, but I played flute for a long time, oh, cool. and I have um, one of my goals is to get back up and running on that. I used to actually be competitive, but
0: wow, um, wow. it's been
2: quite a minute since I've done that. Um, but I, I, it's on my list. Um, so yeah, so music has been a big deal to me, even when I was really little. One of my earliest memories was sitting in the back seat of the car when I was like three, singing songs on the radio, which at that point in time would have been. You know, uh, Vietnam era songs, right? And all of them—you y- name it: pop, rock and roll, hip hop, rap. I like, you know, I like Christian, modern Christian music. I've got, I've got everything on my on my playlist, um, from here to there. Country, all of it. I was gonna so. say
0: flute player. I would assume you're a Jethro Tull fan.
2: Oh sure! Yeah. <laughs> How can you not? You yep. pulled that way out of the back. <laughs> Oh, my word, man. I'm a that 70s came, classic rock I over. was going to say, that came, whoa. I did, you know, the last couple concerts we went to is we went and saw Foreigner at the State Fair. Whoa. And then, of course, we saw... Um, uh, I want to see Sticks. I think they're coming. Mm-hmm. They are coming. I think coming. Styx are coming, yeah. And then, um,
0: who else did we see recently? But it's mostly 80s. Well, you know. so I've, se- I've seen... Not 100%. I've seen Foreigner once. I saw them open up for Night Ranger and Def Leppard. Yeah. And then... One of the the most notorious concerts that I think I love talking about is I saw before they had their big reunion, I saw Fleetwood Mac. Oh wow. Smack in the middle, Pat Benatar was first, then Fleetwood oh. Mac, and then Ario Speedwagon was oh the goodness. headliner.
2: Shut the front door. <laughs> Number one, how did Ario Speedwagon become over? Pat Benatar, but all but of this that. This is like
0: early '90s.
2: I would have taken that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would have taken that in a heartbeat. No I'd...
0: Stevie Nicks, but oh, oh but still,
2: made a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's... Uh, but that's awesome! You play flute because did you know Odot used to have a band? And Is that right? Yeah, when COVID happened, it kind of stopped it. But well, i been more than
2: welcome to come join the Odot. Band. Well, thank you. I need to get way back up to speed. You'd think it'd be like riding a bicycle, but it's not. That particular instrument's a little bit hard to, mm. to pick back up. So I've got to, I've got to spend some time doing that. I actually probably should get some lessons, but. Anyway, oh yeah, fun. That, that's just another thing
1: to add to your tally of things. Pickleball, yeah. you know, <laughs> flute lessons,
0: yeah, yeah all those that's things. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, uh, thank you for for joining us today. Uh, I think this has been great. Is there any parting wisdom that uh, that you want to give to the the folks at ODOT?
2: Oh gosh, parting wisdom, I would not presume to do that. But I will say <laughs> this: you know, when I was coming to ODOT. Um, Every single person that knew anything about the agency said to me, "You will love it over there. The people are just the best, and you will never want to leave." And I, um, I've said this to many people, but it's true. You know, I have yet to meet folks who didn't care, who were just, you know, mailing it in. Um, some of the nicest, kindest people who are dedicated to state service, dedicated to taking care of their communities and their families and i have just been so impressed by that you know you can you can handle a lot of tough things if the folks around you are are good decent folks that you know have your back And I hope that people would feel that way about me as well. And um, I look forward to getting out more, out into the districts. Um, I've sort of been stuck in central office a little more than I like, but I'm hoping that here pretty soon once we get through our budget that I can get out there and uh, to meet more people. But I've just been impressed by by just the the quality of humans that are in this agency. And that's just such a refreshing thing. You know, folks don't trust government anymore. You know, we're going through an era right now where they don't trust law enforcement, they don't trust government, they don't trust the media. You know, I don't know who folks do trust these days, but I do know one thing um, in recent hearings where people will call out their local ODOT um, garage or their district office and and say that they do, you know, believe in and appreciate the work that folks do, that, that, that that's a statement in and of itself. So I'm very proud to work for an agency like that.
0: I can't yeah. think of a better way to end.
2: I know, we're glad to have you here. Well, so welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank,
0: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform and never miss who we talk to next. Do you want to tell us your story on a future episode? Do you have questions, comments, or want to request a transcript of this episode? Email us at podcastdot.ohio.gov.